Let's go. Welcome to Citizen. Today we have a very special guest, uh, Bert Kuntz, dear friend of mine. Um, you were asking me just a minute ago what, what the plan is for the shows. Um, <clears throat> I explained this to the audience last week, but um, American Party is going to go away and we're just going to do this now. And the reason is um, I felt like when, when Dakota and I started American Party, it was kind of um almost a little combative like we it's it's a very easy thing to see everything that's wrong and talk about it point out things that are wrong but i feel like enough people are doing that and not enough people are you know providing solutions to problems and that's kind of what i want to focus on on this show is is not necessarily just positive stuff because as i'll get into this uh during the show but I think a lot of this nonsense that we're dealing with these days is self-inflicted, right? Because well, we've, we've taken our taken our eye off the ball a little bit. But uh, welcome. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. It's really, really good to see you. I know you and I. It's funny because when you asked me about coming on here, I haven't done much stuff. I'm just minding my own, literally just minding my own fucking business. I got a cabin in the woods and I come to work, I go to the gym, I come to work, I go home. Um, my whole life has been poured into a family and starting a family and just minding my own fucking business and trying to be a productive person. You know, I, but when you asked me to come on here and you kind of gave me the gist of what, man, I'm super excited. This to me, you know, to kind of piggyback on what you just said, you've seen me in the last five years really complicate my life, like overly complicated, negative times where all I did was just, everything was everybody else's fault. Everything was, you know, like trying to keep up with people, trying to keep up with everybody. And, you know, when you said you were gonna do a podcast, you know, switch gears and make this podcast about, you know, making the country and the world a better place. And man, I, I'm, that has been my drive for the last 24 to I'd say 36 months. Yeah. But I mean, still not even close. It's, it's easy to, to, you know, I guess kind of wake up and realize that you're doing what everybody else is doing, which is allowing yourself to be affected by everything. Um, But also there's, there's nobility and effort in trying to fix things. Now we, we get in over our heads a lot and overwhelmed like you can't take care of other people unless you take care of yourself first you were a special forces medic so you know that better than most right like yeah you, you, you and i have had that you know we've had, i don't know if you remember we've had that conversation you know i truly don't believe you can make other people happy and help and unless you're in a place you can do it but it's on the surface mm. if you're not truly happy and in a position to like genuinely help somebody to get nothing in return then you then you, you can't like you just can't yeah, it reminds you know, me of something you said. I think it was like July of 2017. You said, uh, I like your motivation, but your tactics are confusing. Yes. So, I mean, it, but, but apply that to yourself. That, and that's what, as I was, you know, looking back through all the old episodes of American Party, we put out a lot of good information. We had a lot of really good guests. <clears throat> um, but only 20% of the show was solution-based you know what i mean most of it was just like hey look at how crazy everything is and that's fine but there's there's a lot of people doing that already you know what i mean like it's like it's like a bunch of dudes standing around a car looking at the engine and be like oh man that looks rough and then there's one guy working on it um that can't be the case like we can't do that no and i think you know like i watch a lot of your stuff i need to catch up on some of your american party podcasts but it's such a weird dynamic because again, I live in a, I've, I've created this vacuum I live in for a reason. I had to, for my mental health, for my sanity, I had to create a vacuum. I had to say bye to people. I had to cut people off. People also had to cut me off and I had to get in this vacuum, but you know, I, I go home at night and I sit, if, if Bree's not with me, I sit at my cabin on my deck and I just watch, you know, the woods, but I will read the news. And, you know, one of the things that drives me nuts right now is, is and I'm, I'm struggling with not struggling with it but it just makes no sense to me 
we're being driven to hate China, to hate Russia, but man, fuck, some guy in Russia or China is just like me. Mm. He's got a small business. He's trying to pay his bills. He's trying to have a family. He's trying to wake up every day and, and, and just be healthy and happy. And his government is trying to tell him he needs to hate Americans. Right. Yeah. 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 And there's way more of us than there is the people telling us to hate everybody. Correct. Yeah. You know, it's like, what do I, I don't have anything against a guy in Russia that owns a lifestyle brand in a coffee shop and has some cows. You know what I mean? Like that guy and I have so much in common and, and, and there's 250 million of him, just like there's 250 million of me in America. And we're being driven by this machine of you got to hate Russia. You got to hate China. You got to hate communists. You got to hate man. The people that are driving that are, are literally less than 1% of the entire population in these countries and just your average average you, you got the word in your podcast your everyday average citizen is being driven to hate people that they have so much in common with and that yeah. common goal is just happiness and the other one is i won't get too far into it and i'm not by the way this is everything i say on here is my personal opinion it has nothing to do with my companies this is me talking and there's just this this portion that's got the loudest voice on one side right now that's just all this noise and then there's this group on this other side that's telling you that life should be hard and you should have pain and you should struggle if you're not suffering then you're not growing get the fuck out of here man i'm just tired of seeing it your goal should wake up every day and be man okay if it's going to be at the gym or running 50 miles how do i run 50 miles in the most comfortable fashion i can to get faster and faster how do i make my job my job at work doesn't have to be tough to be rewarding how can i how can I increase productivity? How can I make more revenue? How can I employ more people so they can pay their family? How can I do all this stuff in the easiest, smoothest manner possible so that I can go home at night and put my work bag by the front door like our dads did, like our grandpas did when they carried briefcases, set it down and be with your family? You know, how, how do you, this narrative of you got to be, everything's got to be tough and hard and man, get the fuck out of here. It doesn't. Like the goal mm. should be, how do I, how do I make things more comfortable? How do yeah. I make things more comfortable for me, my neighbors, my community? How do I make things where people are happier? And you know yeah. me, you know, that's without going off on a tangent, that's why I dumped s some big opportunities to fucking move to Wyoming. And you know, a lot of the people in the circle that I was in at that time was like, this guy's fucking crazy. Mm. You know, this guy's, he's crazy. He gets mad. He's got a bad temper. He's a psycho. He's just going to move off in the woods and become a Unabomber. Like literally that was the narrative. And it's like, man. I moved here so that I could make a bigger impact on a small community first, starting at my, my kitchen table. Sure. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, uh, we, we had, I don't know if you know, Chad Wright from three of seven project. He's a former seal. Uh, I don't. he's a, he's a ridiculous human being, but very inspiring as well. Very funny. Um, <clears throat> he said on the show on drinking bros, actually a couple of weeks ago that the smallest form of government is the family, right? Man, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And it's so that that's kind of what um, <clears throat> it's what I wanted to bring this show back to you. Um, like, I feel like our motivation was in the right place, but our strategy was off. Um, Dan, that was the so, story of my life for through the first three years I met you. Yeah. Yeah, for like, sure. Literally. Yeah. And then, you, you know, the, the question that we spoke about was, how do I give more to my country than I take away with it? That was that's what I chose when you gave me topics to talk about. You know, that's what I chose and, you know, going in a different direction here. And I'm not just saying this because both you and I are veterans, but I think it starts right there. Like, I don't think there's a better thing that anybody can do in this country than serve your country. You don't have to be a warmonger. You don't have to be a special forces guy, a Navy SEAL. You, you can go into the military and do any job for two years, four years, whatever. Mm. But I think it starts right there. That ultimate give more to your country than you're going to take away with it should start with some kind of service and it doesn't just have to be military service sure. and there's so many ways that you could volunteer right out of high school or close to to just understand giving up i wouldn't say giving up but you know where i'm going with this like it's sacrifice right it's about more than and don't get me wrong going to be a green beret or a navy seal is driven by a huge bit of selfishness of I want to be bad or better. Sure. Yeah. I want to be but the other but half that, is that you're giving Yeah, yeah. 
you're giving up 24 hours a day of your life for years on end to give back to your country and defend your country. Yeah, it's like the, it's it's, it's no, no, of course not. It's a it's a marriage between um, ambition and empathy, which is, by the way, the best kind of businesses are that way. You know what I mean? Like you want to be the yeah. best possible business you can be, but you also want to be respectful and courteous and beneficial to your community. That there's those are that game theory plus empathy is so important to pretty much everything we do. Like if you align yourself that way. Let me talk for a second about, because I want to get your thoughts on this, about <clears throat> what it means to be a citizen. Um, I talked about this in the first episode of the show. <clears throat> so some, a lot of you have heard this already, but um, the dictionary defines citizen as a legally recognized member of a state with associated rights and obligations. Now, we spend a lot of time talking about our rights, right? Both, both sides, uh, the, 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 the right wing in this country spends a lot of time talking about their uh, constitutional rights, the left wing about their right to uh, identities and things like that. But we talk a lot about our rights. What we don't talk a lot about are the associated obligations and responsibilities that come with those rights. Um, the, <laughs> We, we give some power to the government, right? And in return, the government, whether it's a community or a federal government, whatever it is, the, the government provides some service to us, whether it's collective security or, or um, you know, infrastructure, building roads and things like that. And we allow that to some degree. And, you know, as any, you've seen this uh, in the South Pacific, you've seen it in the Middle East power vacuums attract the worst possible human beings possible, right? I mean, it, anytime there's a power vacuum, the worst possible people show up. And when good people sit at home and do nothing except for complain on the internet about how things are going, then those horrible people end up in charge of everything. And that's where we are right now. I, I, it is my premise. And one of the reasons I started this show is that being a citizen isn't just taking advantage of what's available to you. It is making sure that this entire system continues. And the only way for that to happen is for you to recognize your responsibilities and obligations just as much as you, you complain about your rights and exercise your rights. I, man, I couldn't agree more with you. <clears throat> so <clears throat> how do you get rid of that, that noise at the top? How do you get rid of, again, I, I'm the worst... I'm one of the worst people at it, man. I'm a news junkie. Mm. I, I think you probably are too. You know, where do you, where do you get the proper information and move forward with what you're talking about? Because again, yeah, you, sure. can't, you can't get on any media now that isn't just, man, again, people are going to listen to your podcast. are going to be like, oh my God, he's talking bad about Fox News. Fox News and CNN are the same. <laughs> you look at them each day, they run one story. The other one just runs another story. Fox News every day now, they have these catchy little slogans and funny like, it's just, man, it's just every time you get on there, you're bombarded by, and I like Fox News. That's where I get my news, but you're watching this vacuum of, they're just feeding off of each other and it's become so negative. So where does an actual person that's a citizen get the right information to go about their day and not get sucked into negativity, but also, but, but know what's going on in the rest of the country because it's super important. Sure, yeah, the, the first part of that is that <clears throat> you, you should pay very close attention to anybody that's trying to divide you from somebody else because anybody that's trying to divide you is trying to conquer you. That's where the phrase comes from. And the right does it and the left does it. When you, so th this is a good analogy that I like about this, about what it means to be a citizen. And I'll tie, th this is something that'll, at, at the end of this, will speak to you because I know you have a great love for the 19th century. Um, when you meet someone that's like a fan of a different sports team than you are, let's say you have a fit, you're, you're a Chiefs fan. Let's say you meet a Raiders fan. They're rivals. They hate each other. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you're, you're still both fans of football, right? This, the, the greatest common factor, the thing that you have uh, uh, most in common is that you're both football fans. We're way, every one of us is way more, has way more in common than we'll ever have like 
uh, uh, more than our differences, right? Um, that's why the differences are so obvious to us. That's, yeah. that's why they stand out so much. It's not because they're a big deal. It's because we're so much alike that our differences seem huge to us. It's like um, you have a big towel, big white towel, right? Beach towel, white. It's got one drop of blood on it. It's like one ten thousandth of the surface of it is a drop of blood, but that's all you can see because that's what stands out. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense that we think that way because our brains are basically just complex machines that are trained by, you know, hundreds of thousands of years to identify threats and benefits. I get it, man. We're tribalistic because of it, but it's very bizarre um, that after becoming sentient and developing language and all of this stuff that we still stuck to that, that we still weren't smart enough to think, yeah, there are little differences here, but the things that bind us are so much greater than the things that divide us. And that's one of the things that I want to focus on when it, when it comes to being a citizen, because I think it's easy to look around at the state of the country and feel like um, even the world and feel like our leaders have failed us. Um, there's a lot of truth in that. I think that we failed it. We, we failed ourselves more than anything um, because it's in our hands to make sure this is all running correctly. It's, it's our, you, you can only, you can't control the outcome of things. I said this last week as well. What you can't control is your attitude and your effort. Those are the only two things in life that you can really control is your attitude and your effort. And like any other um, pathology or disease, bad attitudes and lackluster effort compound. The more people that, are, that have bad attitudes and, and don't put forth the effort, the worse conditions get. Well, I think so. And in, in we're programmed. That's I kind of was going with that. You said a lot better than I could. I think we're being programmed to, to people are being programmed to pick out the negativity right off the bat. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like across the board, pick out the negativity. You guys had a guy. I've never met this guy. The perfect example. And I've never met this guy. I've never talked to this guy. He's a former Green Beret, but you guys had Tim Kennedy on your podcast mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago. Perfect example. And it's another, it's again, I'm, I won't even get into the, the whiny veteran bullshit, not even worth getting into, but I'm going to touch on it a little bit. You guys had that guy on there. He's, he was a, one, he passed the Q course and got his Green Beret, went to war as a Green Beret, mm -hmm. decided while he was a Green Beret to become an MMA fighter. And I don't know this guy, Danny, he could be a piece of shit. He could be the greatest guy in the world. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he did, all, did, did that, then he went to work for, you know, a, 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 the top tier of the United States government as a contractor. Then he got out, went back into the National Guard. Correct me if I'm wrong. Made some TV shows to support his family. And, and by the way, they weren't even TV shows that had anything to do with special forces. It was a guy yeah. looking for yeah. him. Yeah. And, and then, you know, continues to run gyms, run training academies, run all this stuff. And again, keep in mind, I've never met this guy, never talked to him, never texted him, never nothing. Mm. He writes a book and I'm watching people on the internet trash him that are former veterans, that are veterans, that are Green Berets, that are Navy SEALs, man, it's hard to, it's, it's, that's where we're at, where people, you know, the, how can you, how can you look at that stuff? And it's not just that it's with society, it's with sports, it's with entertainment, it's with business, it's with anything. Why are we, why are we programming ourselves and how, how are we getting programmed to look at something and immediately pick up the negativity that erase something so minute and negative will, will erase you know, for him, yeah. you know, t can you imagine the amount of hard work? And then you watch all these fat, lazy pieces of shit. Yeah. Talk about a guy that became an MMA fighter as he was a Green Beret. Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, if you're curious, if, if anybody's curious about the amount of effort that Tim put in, it was enough effort that his first fight was cornered by Chuck Liddell. Right. So right. At, at the time, Chuck was coming off being the heavyweight champion of the world. Uh, probably the most famous UFC fighter at the time. I, not probably. He was definitely the most UFC, famous UFC fighter at the time. Anderson yeah. Silva was on the come up at the time, but definitely Chuck was still the guy. And just because of Tim's reputation and effort, his attitude and effort, Chuck sought him out. And there you go, right? Like that, that's, that's how it happens. 
that example, I mean, I could pick a hundred things. You know, last week everybody was mad because gays had had a whole month for their pride. And people were so mad. Well, veterans only get, you know, two days a year for veteran stuff. This group only gets this. Man, you're mad that gay people took the ambition to make their own holiday Mm. and decided to make it an entire month. I I, Man, it's just, you see where I'm kind of like, we're so programmed to just be negative and look at other people and go, man, instead of looking at other people going, man, these are other Americans and they're not hurting anybody. They're just... You well, know, that's the, it's the attitude. He's yeah. not hurting anybody. He's benefiting himself, his family, yeah, yeah. and he's making the community look good. You know, it's, it's hard. And I've, I've said this a million times, the veteran community is so bad at what we're talking about of looking at negative. I, I, I was lucky enough, by the way, there was a thousand guys way better than me. I was average on my best day as a green beret, but I got a green beret. Every graduation ceremony I've been to every change of command, every funeral, they play the ballad of the green beret. Very mm-hmm. Sadler wrote 32 books. He used to go on stage at bars in concert halls and play music in his class A's with a Green Beret on. That is the song that is played at every single Green Beret ceremony, yet people are going to trash somebody like Tim Kennedy for writing a book, making a TV show, being an MMA fighter and a sniper. Oh, and heaven forbid he introduced himself that way or put it in his bio anywhere because you're supposed to be a quiet professional, yet our entire yeah. community is based off a guy that used to sing on stage, yeah, yeah. Classes, yeah. sold tires at one yeah. point with his uniform on. You know, it's just, we're, we're just programmed as, where I'm going with this as citizens, man, people need to sit back and look at people that succeed and go, man, I'm, that's good for me. You succeeding at your podcasts, at everything you're doing, hard, hard as fuck seltzer, you guys started out of the scratch, started your own beverage company. You know, I shouldn't look at that and go, oh, man, I should have done that. I, man, I look at it and go, man, this is fucking great for everybody. This is great for our sure. community, for veterans, for patriots, for business owners, for small business owners. You, you're literally challenging the likes of Budweiser and Coors and Anheuser. Pick, pick a company. You guys are doing this and you're doing it on your own. That's, yeah. that's where we should be going. If well, like it, it's, tomorrow, it's the attitude. No, no, it's it's the attitude and everything, right? So the attitude that you're describing is why them instead of why not me? Like your yeah. your your attitude should be why not me? And you're not going to be able to do, you're not going to be able to replicate identically the success of somebody else. But a, a, an interesting way to go about thinking it, think about it is, well, they started this business this way and did this, this, and this. I there's not a lot of room left in the seltzer industry, but what other industry is there room in that I can make a company in? You know what I mean? Like it, you, you be inspired by success, not intimidated by it. Like yeah, that's, that's what, a, that's what this country is all about. Eloquent, you're much more eloquent with your words than I am. And, and I talk, use way more words than I, than you do. That's the perfect thing. Be inspired by it. You know, mm. go, man, if I can, if he can do that, you know, maybe I should do that. Cause, cause another part of this that I wanted, when I was thinking about this the last two days, I think a lot of people are scared to go out. The other part of being a good citizen, I say, I think one, and, and people are going to disagree with me. I'm not saying you're a bad person if you don't serve in some sort of capacity in the military as a volunteer. You're not you can a bad go person. volunteer for Meals on Wheels, though. You don't have to like, go to war and shit. No, it could be anything. But at least when you're 18, 19, 20, and you've got some time, volunteer. Mm. The next one... You, you know, I keep saying being a citizen, the next thing I think people should look at doing is, is, is owning property, whether it's a quarter acre or a million acres, figure out a way you want to hand in hand with that word citizen should be a landowner. Mm. And again, without getting into politics, you never really own your own property. I don't care if you're, you know, one of these guys that owns a billion acres, Ted Turner, pick, pick sure, one. Yeah. They still pay taxes on that property, which means the government ultimately owns that property. You know, you're paying taxes on property, the government, yeah, you own it. But if you're paying taxes on it, the government still ultimately owns that property and could probably take it back anytime they wanted if it came Mm. down to it. But owning property and then the next one, like, you know, you and I have had these conversations is start some kind of business of your own. Mm -hmm. Even if you have a full-time job, start a business making candles in your basement, whatever it is. 
you know, and, and I'm, I'm watching a lot of people that I have a coffee shop here and a retail shop that, you know, a couple hundred people come through at a minimum each day. And the amount of people that come through and are intimidated to start their own business, it, it baffles me. Again, be, you want to talk about a productive citizen, you and Ross, how many people do you guys employ now? If you don't mind saying. Um, I think 10. You want to talk about being a good citizen? I think that's putting more into your country than you're taking away from it the minute you hire somebody else. Mm. You know, that to me, that's another one that's on the ultimate goal of, of my my second half of my life here is I'm I'm trying to move forward and be a productive citizen is to hire people, you know, hire people. If you can have a position where you have hire somebody and you're paying somebody and they enjoy their job and that money is going to further their kids' lives, their family life, man, I don't think there's, correct me if I'm wrong. What are your thoughts on that? You know, as far as to me, that's, uh, that's the ultimate citizenry right there is, is hiring people who enjoy their job. You're providing services or goods to people. Yeah. Man, that to me, it's, it's up on the top. It's, it's up here. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, uh, let me go back to the beginning. So uh, owning property is something that gives you power as a citizen. It gives you authority. Uh, uh, it's why, um, as the one, the one unfortunate, well, t- the two unfortunate remnants of uh, the British common loss and feudal feudalistic system that we brought over, even after the Constitution and Bill of Rights, was um, <clears throat> from the feudalist side, land owning made you uh, eligible to vote. And if you didn't own land, you couldn't vote, right? right. Uh, it's, that's not the case anymore. But the reason they did that is because owning land confers you some amount of power and authority. Just intrinsically, that happens. And that's the reason they set it up that way. Obviously, the other one is the caste system where slavery and treating Irish and Italian and women poorly for a while. But the solution to that is taking control right now that we have the ability to, when I say we, I mean all of us, no matter what you look like or what you believe, we all have the ability to take control. Owning property is a big part of that. Owning a business, even if it's a side hustle where you're contributing to something, every little thing you do at the lowest possible level boxes the government out at the top level, right? That's one less thing that they can come take control of. And that's one more thing that you can control locally. And the third thing that I think fits in with that motif is uh, raising a family, right? Whether it's, whether you're mentoring kids that aren't aren't yours, whether you're a stepfather, whether you're having your own kids, uh, uh, whatever it is, whether you're coaching Little League football or whatever, Little League baseball or or popcorn or football. Teaching, and and I, I don't want this to come off too masculine, but teaching young men how to be men is so important. It's something that we have failed. Oh, yeah. Like our, our, so the boomer generation did it okay. Uh, but our generation, Gen X, millennials, have been absolutely horrible at raising children. And I, and I know there's plenty of examples uh, of, of people who have done it great. But for the most part, we've not done it great. And you can tell, right? That's where these shooters come from, from fatherless homes or, or homes where their father had no... Uh, 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 a real grasp on what it meant to be a dad, you know? Oh man, it's remarkable. I've been watching not just that, but you take Chicago, Baltimore, Mm. I could pick 15 other metropolitan areas where crime is kind of, you know, crime's always been bad, but it's really bad. And you look at the numbers of who's committing these crimes and, you know, it's not 18 to 34 year old girls. It's, it's, you know, it's 18 to 34, 18 to 45 year old males that come like from you, you said they don't have positive role models and the role models they do have are, are, I'm not knocking celebrities, but the role models they do have are, are celebrities who, as you know, 90% of their persona is an act, whether they're a rapper yeah. or, or a TV star or a mm-hmm. movie star. Yeah. You learn the most through supervised struggle, right? So you yeah. as a, you as a, a, a toddler, as a child, as a tween teen, young adult, being able to fail and go through struggles under the supervision of your parents with a little backstop teaches you how to manage the stress, 
right? It teaches you how to manage difficult situations. It teaches you how to deal with people that are difficult. All yeah. of these things, instead of just shutting down, letting all of that negativity pile on top of you and eventually having some kind of rage outburst, it teaches you how to deal with problems at the lowest possible level, which is like in government and in, in your personal life is the best possible way to handle anything. Well, you know, touching back on what you just said, you know, my life's pretty transparent. I put, I, I don't, you know, that's another thing we should talk about is honesty. You know, remind me to circle back around on that. But, you know, in the last three years, you know, I started dating somebody when I started dating her, her son was just three years old. And it was like, oh man, like super nervous. Like, man, I, I, I've been nervous a few times in my life, but super nervous to, to be around. You know, I do nothing about kids, man. I don't, have, I, I don't have kids. I'm 46 years old, but you start dating somebody and then I'm around this, this little human being. Mm-hmm. And at first it's fun and you, you know, you're joking around and this and that, but then you start to realize when they emulate everything you do, it's how powerful it is, whether it's a joke, whether it's a fart, whether it's, mm. you know, whatever it is, whether you make a joke, a funny noise, you do something and then they start repeating you. And that was for me, man. Like you want to talk about an aha moment in life, how powerful it is to have an influence on a child. Like it is crazy. They watch everything. They soak sure, everything yeah. up, man arguably probably the best thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life is to, to spend time with, with Bree and her, and her son, she's private. So I'm not going to talk too much about it, but you know, it's just, but that what you're talking about when you start to see a three a four or five-year-old kid emulate everything you do, you're like, Whoa, this is super powerful. It's a wake up call, right? It is for me, man changed everything. I literally changed everything I will ever do for the rest of my life till the day I die. All right, Bird, as you know, we've got uh, some ads. Keep this, keep this show on the air right now. GhostBed is offering 40% off GhostBed bundles where you get a mattress and an adjustable base or 30% off everything else if you use the code DRINKINGBROS at ghostbed.com forward slash DRINKINGBROS. You can buy mattress for like 25 35 bucks a month using their zero down 0% financing plan, which now extends out to 60 months. Go check it out at ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Uh, it's our favorite bed company. Beds, adjustable base sheets, the pillows are great, the weighted blankets, the mattress protector, the whole deal. Everything is outstanding there. All the products are great. Uh, they're priced very well. And we love the people that run the company over there. So make sure you check out uh, ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros if you need any of that stuff. Remember, 40% off if you bundle a mattress and adjustable base together and then anything else you add on that order for everything else, 30% off if you go use the code DRINKINGBROS at ghostbed.com forward slash DRINKINGBROS. Next up, we got Lucy. Lucy.co. Make sure you use the promo code AMERICAN. Uh, look, we're all adults here. I know some of us choose to use nicotine to relax, focus, or just unwind after a long day. Lucy is a modern oral nicotine company that makes nicotine gum, lozenges, and pouches for adults who are looking for the best, most responsible way to consume their nicotine. We love this stuff. Uh, You know, most of the other ones, I think, are three milligrams or four. This one's eight, so it lasts longer. It's got a little, if you get the, uh, the pouches in the top of the 10, there's a little part that pops up where you can throw it in your lip for a minute, take it out, put it in the top, pull it back out later, put it back in. Um, it, it's, so you're getting a bigger bang for your buck for sure. Um, and also, you know, the product is, is better quality. So if you enjoy using nicotine, you should definitely check out Lucy's products at lucy.co. That's L-U-C-Y.co. Use the promo code American at checkout. Also, I have to read this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Remember, if you're interested in a better way to use nicotine, visit lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code AMERICAN. Uh, Last, but certainly not least, is chowmeals.com. I know you've all heard of Chef Rush, the giant, giant man, 
biggest biceps in the world. I don't, I don't know if that's actually true or not, but he has huge biceps. And uh, he was uh, a chef at the White House for a long time. Um, you've seen him with Scott Davidson and those guys over at Burbiz and Vet Success. Um, you've seen it with Jack Bandeville a number of times. They've got it going on over there. Now, let me tell you about chowmeals.com. They have the best food that I have ever used. This is the best meal prep service that has ever existed. I, I am actually really comfortable saying that. Um, they have a variety of different foods available each week. Balanced breakfast, balanced meals, or you can go high protein. They have three different sizes. Uh, you can get different amounts, uh, different amounts of breakfast and, and, and lunch dinners. Um, they have great great breakfast, uh, country sausage skillet. Um, they've got a bacon pepper jack breakfast sandwich that's really good. Um, and then some of the meals that I've gotten recently, um, like the Thai chicken satay, uh, uh, turkey meatballs, everything is so fresh. So they make it the, basically the day before um, and then ship it overnight to your house. It is, man, I honestly, I don't know how they accomplish it. It's so good. And it's, they've somehow managed to make everything taste fresh, which is always a problem, right? With, uh, with, with these meal prep services, just because it's a shipping issue, unless you're buying them locally. But even then, they usually end up mass producing them and you don't get, you know, what you pay for on the freshness side either. So um, go to chowmeals.com. Use the promo code get fucked. Obviously, that's me we're talking about here. Um, and make sure that you you can give it a test run uh, at a lower level if you want. But uh, honestly, if you're in the market, if you're already using a meal prep service right now, or you're in the market for one, I promise you this is better than the one you're using. Um, I got I had it for like three weeks, and then Brittany kept stealing them. So I'm like, you need to get your own you need to get your own stuff here. This is going to start causing problems for us. So uh, make sure you go to chowmeals.com, use the code GETFUCKED, and uh, get them deals. And uh, let's get back to the show. Yeah. For, for yeah. the better. Yeah, yeah, all of course. Positive, I mean, and, and I don't regret too much in this life, Dan. You know me, but I do regret. Man, I, I, I'm happy where I'm at. I, I've never been happier in my entire life. The circumstances of my entire life led me to right now at this moment but I, you know, it's one of the regrets I have is I'd, I'd have 10 kids by now. Mm. I literally would have 10 kids by now. Yeah. If, I mean, if I, if I went back to do it all over again, I would have 10 kids. I think for young boys, it's especially important because, um, nature's kind of designed us to be violent, you know, for, yeah. for like to hunt, to, to protect the tribe, whatever it is. Um, but just it's almost like a, a reckless person at a shooting range, right? When the, when potential violence isn't controlled and disciplined, then it can cause disasters. And one of our greatest weapons for peace is to, it's what Jordan Peterson always says. Don't, I'm paraphrasing, but don't, don't try to, uh, uh, don't try to make your young men not violent. Teach them how to control it. You know what I mean? Because there will come a time when it's yeah, necessary. I saw, I saw just, just, I think, in the last 24 hours, again, on social media, a meme of something popped up and it said, it's okay to be something about being a monster, like become a monster. Yeah, that's what he says. That's, that's Peterson. He says, I'm yeah. an absolute monster, but. Then learn to control it. control it. Yeah, yeah. And man, I'll tell you what, like there's some there's there's some real value in that that right there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so like Teddy Roosevelt, for example, who I know is a personal hero of yours. Oh yeah. He had political ambition. He was a smart, well educated guy, but he was also very in touch with with nature and his role as a man in nature. Right. So he spent, whereas George W. Bush is spending his 
after presidency years painting dogs while he sits in a in a bathtub. Teddy Roosevelt created the national park system. He he made well, sure. He, he, he the guy's an anomaly. So the perfect example we're talking about here, you, you know, there's one of the most famous photos of Teddy Roosevelt of all time is him sitting with some trees and he's mm. holding a, a rifle and he's got a knife and he's all dressed up. That was before he was Teddy Roosevelt. That photo was taken in New York City at Tiffany's. Yeah. Half the stuff he's wearing to include the knife, I think, was created by Tiffany's. I might be wrong on some of this. He came from a very wealthy family. Yep. You know, I mean, he's a, he's a Roosevelt. They're, they're, they're pretty wealthy Roosevelt. family. You know, I think at the time, probably in the top 1% or more, you know, of mm. the wealthiest people in the country. But that first photo that really made, you know, it's, it's out there all over the place. It's kind of a brown hued, like he's sitting there and he's holding this rifle and he's got a knife and all this stuff. Half of the stuff was made by the Tiffany's mm. and, and the photo was taken in a studio in New York City. But where I'm going with this is the path that guy took from being wealthy to being a people of the person or a, a, a man of the people, it's remarkable. And when you look at it, people are going to argue with me, but he to this day is still the most progressive. He makes these progressives now look look tame. The difference is his progressiveness literally was for everybody. Yeah. And like, you know, Native Americans, you know, Indians at the time, Native Americans, you know, blacks, you know, Hispanics, the guy loved everybody and wanted everybody to to just his whole motto and everything he did was just work hard. Well, yeah, that was that was the thing. I mean, yeah. it was like he he appreciated he he grew up wealthy, but the wealth that he had couldn't buy what he wanted. And I think no. that's an important lesson for people. What he wanted was to be uh, a good man first of all, but to see the fruits of his own labor, which yeah. I think is uh that's a really important quality to train into young men is uh Look, I like the the comforts and conveniences of life just like anybody else, but th there's something to be said for going out and chopping wood from time to time. You know what I mean? And and doing things for yourself and and benefiting from the fruits of your own labor. And I think it can that that brings us back to the uh the owning a business thing. You know what I mean? It it, it gives you it, it's one of those it's one of those things you do in life that benefits you and everybody else. And that's what I want people to think about when like, we're not all, we're not going to be a, a, a country of martyrs that, that we're not really Buddhists here. We're not going to sit under a tree and, and give all of our money to poor people or stuff. We're a capitalist society, but where we no, can, there is, there is a large group of our government that wants to do that. Oh yeah, yeah, but not 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 Which not because it's not because it's good though. They they want to no, do it. It's self serving. Yeah, um, but that that's not that's not really who we are. But we are the most generous public that exists. Um, like when natural disasters happen, both foreign and domestic, no group of people other than the U.S. government gives more money than the U.S. people, right? In any of those circumstances, so when we can find the intersection of things that benefit us and benefit society, I think that's where that's the sweet spot for the citizen. Um, like I said before, being a citizen isn't just taking advantage of what's available to you. Um, and this is where I want to bring it back to the, uh, the principle that you chose to discuss today which I think it's one of my favorites too, because it's, it's one, it's like the boy scouts. So yeah, it's tough. you got, you got a lot of like, I read through that list probably three dozen times, you know, I even read it to Bree, like, man, like we talked about it for 20 minutes. Like it's a great, it's a great list. That was, that was tough to, to decide, man. It's very, it was tough, tough decision. Well, the one you decided on was, um, <clears throat> I will put more into this country than I'll take out of it. Now, it, that, that is a, that's a true statement for almost, if you're an honorable person, you should apply that logic to pretty much everything you do in life. You should never take more than your share and you should always replace what you took. Uh, it's and, funny and, you say that. The, the minute I read that one and said I was going to pick that one, 
Bree said to me, she said, well, that's, that holds true for everything. Yeah. In every relationship you have, whether it's with your country or your partner, spouse, mm-hmm. kids, coworkers, somebody at the grocery store that you bump into, you know, and, and I don't want to sound, you know, like a hippie, but the more I read this, the more I thought about it yesterday, I was just doing yard work and property work, just outside doing stuff yesterday, thinking about it, man, like that's without sounding like a hippie, that should be the driving force. And every, every time you interact with anybody, you should give more than you take away from it, you know, just, and it's not hard to do, Dan. It's really not. It's, it's not that difficult to do whenever you encounter anything go, am I leaving this better than I found it? It doesn't matter what it is, your grocery cart at the store, how you park in a parking spot, opening a door for somebody saying, thank you. You know, something as simple as today, I did my workout at the CrossFit gym, wrote my scores down on a piece of paper. And by the way, I'm horrible at CrossFit. Um, put, wrote my, my scores down and then when we were done. I wadded it up and I threw it and it missed the trash can. I was so smoked, sweating my face off, got my ass kicked by, you know, a bunch of people. And I had, you know, thought I shouldn't be a thought, but I thought about it for a second. Like I'll get it on my way out. But something as simple as that mm. going, Nope, I'm going to walk over and pick up my piece of garbage because I might forget about it. But just everywhere you go all day long, every day, it's so easy to go. Am I leaving the situation better? Then I found it. And it's not that fucking hard to do that. It's no, it's not. not. Uh, it, it, I mean, wow. it's every time you do the wrong thing, it gets easier to do the wrong thing. Every time you're lazy, every time you take a day off, it's easier to do it again. But the inverse is true as well. Oh. Every time you do the right thing, you build a habit to do the right thing. Well, and that's it. And I, you know, I talked about honesty. You've met me at a point in my life, and I don't mind talking about it, where I wasn't an honest person and with myself and a lot of things. And do you know, like the last probably 36 months of my life, I've lived the cleanest, most decent, honest life that I've ever lived to include my time in the military. Do you know how much easier it is mm-hmm. to live an honest, decent life? Yeah, you're going to get shit on some days. People are going to take advantage of you. You're going to have bad days. Your tire is going to blow out. You're going to go, why the fuck is this happening to me? Like, man, I'm being a good fuck. I'm trying. All I'm trying to do is be a good fucking person. And I keep getting shit on. It's okay to have days like that. But do you know how easy it is? to live an honest, decent life. You don't have to remember your lies. If you're being honest, you don't ever have to worry about telling the truth. You don't have to worry about the story. It's just your story is what it is. And, you know, I think that's part of the problem in our society today. When you talk about citizenry and citizens, a lot of people out there are dishonest. And, mm. and I'm not talking about criminals. I'm not talking about they're breaking the law. I think they're just honest in their, just dishonest in their happiness. You know, they, they, Nobody wants to look bad. Nobody wants to look like they're weak. Nobody wants to look vulnerable. And, and I think the community we come from is, is some of the ultimate, you know, you know, ultimate group of people that tend to cover up. And again, I'm not talking about dishonesty as in illegal stuff, but dishonesty and happiness. Right. You know, this, this idea of having to be tough having to stay, keep this face, having to maintain this profile, whether you're on social media, public, private, having to maintain this, man, it's, I think people need to be more honest. And this is coming from somebody who for years, when I first met you, was not honest in just about half the things I did. I woke up every day and was not happy. And I tried to pretend to be happy all day long. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking hard to keep up with, man. Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, and then you, you go down this route of, you know, I'm not happy in my marriage. I'm not going to get into that, but I'm not happy in my marriage. So I'm going to look for happiness elsewhere. I'm not happy in my day to day. So I'm going to drink. I'm going to use drugs. Mm-hmm. I've never drank or used drugs. You know me. It's not my thing. I'm not knocking anybody that does, but it's not a good way to live when you're masking everything. Pick anything, man. I make my job sound better than it is. I make my bank account seem bigger than it is. I, I make everything seem better than it is versus just being honest. It's so much easier to live that way. And I yeah, think for sure. Being a good citizen, I think, should start with that. Just be yeah. honest with people. Yeah, I mean, be, being honest with yourself as well helps. And, and I want to go back to something you said a minute ago <clears throat> about like you, you, you gave a couple of examples of just ordinary behavior that happens on a day-to-day basis, whether you're driving or at the store or something. Uh, and this ties in with what we were talking about earlier, where people 
when they see success, sometimes will say, why them instead of why not me? And I think the inverse of that is true. When, when somebody, if somebody doesn't hold the door for you, your instinct is to get mad about it. But if somebody doesn't hold the door for you, don't complain, hold the door for the next person, set the standard, be a man. You know what I mean? Like you, you have the ability to take control of that situation. You, you earn nothing by being in a pissy attitude or confronting somebody about that. Just do the right thing. That that's it. Or if somebody confronts you in a negative manner, kill you know that old adage, man, kill him with kindness. Very yeah. you know, or if you're wrong, it, say you're wrong. Oh, so, it's so funny. You again, you know me a few years ago, not longer than that, man. If somebody confronted me, you were getting fucking both barrels, man. Mm. Now I keep them holstered with my hand on on one of them, but I, I'm super I'm smiling the whole time. You know, people will get mad at me about stuff and I just how can I help you? Well, yeah, I'll tell, I'll tell you how, what, how, how can we fix this? And the um, watching people who are spun up, see a guy like me with tattoos mm-hmm. and a little bit of muscles go the opposite direction and like, want to give them a hug. Like, man, kindness is fucking powerful. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, people aren't angry. People are not emotionally prepared to hear the person they're angry at take responsibility. And it'll, it'll, it not, it doesn't always work, but it, in most cases, it'll diffuse their anger pretty quickly. Like there's a, it's, there's a transitory period where it goes from anger to confusion because they don't know how to respond. Now they've flashed their anger at you. You've taken responsibility. Where do you go from there? I think it's, that's the part about being honest as a citizen and doing better and being compassionate because I, Again, the internet has made everything so cliche because people po- post it, and some of it's great, you know. But that that again, that adage of you never know what somebody's going through. You know, somebody yeah. cuts you off in traffic, somebody's mad at you, and you have no clue what's going on in that person's life. And I think part of being a good citizen is even if you're in a hurry and you're not in a good mood, you're hungry, you're tired, you're pissed off, you're having a bad day. You know, take a second to just before you speak, before you make actions of just listening to somebody else and go, okay, I'm going to analyze this. This person could be having the worst day of their life as well. Mm. Take a second instead of just going, you know, go, seeing red or, or, or ignoring them. Yeah. So what, that person's- it's the, the, this conversation has taken an interesting turn because it started, and, and this is how it kind of always goes when we talk about putting more in than we take out. Um, it goes from real world examples like uh, corpore- corporeal examples of raising a family, starting a business, owning land to social interaction. It almost always takes that turn where yeah, yeah. the way we talk to each other, the way we interact with each other, we have a responsibility for that stuff. You can't just like, oh, I was mad. Like that's not a, it, it, it's It's a reason. But it's not an excuse, and it certainly doesn't absolve you of the damage you've caused when you fly off the handle like that. Now, <clears throat> for this, I, w- I want to get more into the particulars here. I'll put more into this country than I take out of it. To me, this recognizes a few things. First, it, it recognizes that we all have a responsibility to be good stewards of our environment, of our country, our relationships, uh, and sh- even the strangers around us, everything. Like, you, you it is if you are willing to accept the benefits of civilized society, then you owe it to civilized society, everybody in it and yourself as well to show respect and be a good steward of that. Right. Otherwise it will disappear as we're, it's falling down around us right now. That's what happened. It's not because all of a sudden this new group of evil people showed up. There have been evil power hungry people since the beginning of mankind. That's nothing new. What's new is our complacence. At least here well, in America. You know, just, I'm going to interrupt you for two seconds. You know, I just want to get your thoughts on this because what you just said, you know, everybody acts like this. I'm 46. I was born in 1975. Everybody acts like this is the first time we've been in a cycle like this. You know, I was just born in that decade. But historically, if you look at the early 70s, late 60s, early 70s, man, there was racial tension. Mm-hmm. There was coming out of Vietnam War 
everything going on right now, obviously gas it's, crisis, it's, yeah. it's gas crisis, heat waves, mm -hmm. natural disasters, floods. I mean, this is all cyclic and history is cyclical. Like it, it is, but the seventies were this, obviously there wasn't, you know, a huge LGBT movement. There wasn't school shootings. You know, I watched a remarkable, I don't want to go down too far that rabbit hole, but the, you know, as you're watching what you're talking about, being a good citizen and, and some of this stuff decaying, you know, the 1950s had one mass shooting and then, you know, it was two or four or something like that. Then it jumped to 13 by decade to 42 to 90. But when you look at it, we've been here before, mm. you know, and we, I, I feel like we didn't learn from our, our mistakes the first time around in the 70s when things were so volatile and crazy. But we've been here before. Yeah, for sure. We and have been here. It just, you know, thinking in these terms that everybody's acting like, I know I'm going off on the rails here, but I fucking hate it. I see it a hundred times a day on social media when some this country has gone to shit, man. If you're that's that's like that, sitting that's like sitting inside your house. Internet, you're part of the fucking problem. Yeah, like, yeah. That I, I don't accept that. Drives me nuts. That's and, and the I, the people that post it too. I'm super surprised by some of them that post and comment or act that way or talk. They come in the coffee shop and they talk that way, and I'm just like, man, I don't say it. I just listen and kind of explain, Hey, we've been here before, you know, let's be better people. And like, how, how can we, I always ask people now when they say that, mm. what are you doing to help? And I, I don't mean it in a condescending way, but I always ask and people kind of go, uh, nobody, none of those people have an answer for me. Right. Well, yeah, that's kind of what you're not that, helping by posting it on no, social fucking no. media. That's you're, just, sure. you're just adding to the misery yeah. by doing that. Like you're, it's a net negative to do that. And that's kind of what this show is about is to avoid that. Like it, People that just sit on social media or in their in their personal conversations talking about how the country's gone to hell. Yeah, that's like you're sitting inside your house and the lawn's not mowed and you're like, man, the lawn looks terrible. Like that's your job, guy. That's your get job. out there and mow your fucking lawn. Do something, be good at something. And I feel like I'm in a different place than you are. You're in like a hotbed. Like I, I don't think I don't think there's a more volatile or progressive and tense city right now in the United States than, than Austin. I just correct me if I'm wrong. You know, you live there, but like, it is a hotbed of activity right now across the board. And there's a, this quagmire, this meeting of all these different minds, all these different political affiliations, but I live in a different place here. You know, Wyoming only has 580,000 people, but I feel Dan, I really feel like there's two to 250 million Americans out there that are good citizens the silent majority is being forced into a bad position by the unsilent minority. Yeah. So, for how, sure. how, so how do you change that? That's my quote. You're way smart. How do you change that? How obviously you're doing this podcast, you preach it every day. You're out there talking to other people. You're spreading this message of just being a decent person, but how do you, how do you change that? How do you, when you three quarters of your country is good people that wake up, and I don't care about your religion, your color, your race, your creed, your background. All those people out there combined make up one of the most diverse countries in the entire world. They're all good people. They wake up, they pay their taxes, they go to work, they care about this country. How do you get those people together to, to elect officials or to make the changes and be good citizens as a group that you're talking about? How do you do that? What's sure. the answer? Because it's not politicians. No, it's, it's not. not. No, no one's it's ever. It's not Tulsi Gabbard. It's not Tulsi Gabbard. It's not just, it's all, do I like her? I do, man. You know, I wish that she was a Republican or maybe right smack on the line and just said, I'm neither. But that's not the answer. And I keep seeing people throw that up. Well, what if DeSantis ran with Tulsi Gabbard? I don't want to get into politics. So I know you're trying to move away from that. But how do you get all these people together to, to make the, the, the changes that we need to make and we have the power to make. Yeah. Well, I That's think it's, uh, I think it's one, we, no one's ever voted themselves out of a bad situation before. That's not how that works. No. Right? Um, never so uh, that, that was one of the realizations we came to at American party over times. Like we're just, like, yeah, we're educating people and that's great, but we're not solving any problems. I think this, the solution is something like a social multi-level marketing, right? Like you can, as I said before, you can't control the outcome of things. 
that's the only way to control the outcome of things is through authoritarianism. And we're not comfortable with that as people. I don't mean just Americans. Wow. I mean, no people are really comfortable with that. Everybody rebels at some point against that. Um, <clears throat> but what you can do is be a good citizen, which we will outline over the course of this show what it means to do that. And we, we welcome your input as well from the audience. Um, you can be a good citizen and you can challenge other people to do the same, right? That, that's, that's the only way, like our government is up for and by the people. If the people are lazy and afraid and divisive, then what do you think our government's going to be? You know what I mean? Like we are the feeder system for that. And I don't mean regular people becoming politicians. I mean, our attitude and the things we care about, that's what gets dealt with. So voting, sure it matters, but it doesn't matter if you don't do all the other work as well. So, right. and that's what I, the second part that I think is very important about leave things better than you found it is that it recognizes that things break down over time. Nothing lasts forever. Uh, everything needs maintenance. And if we truly want to live in the best country in the world, we damn sure better work hard at making it the best country. And that it's politicians aren't going to do that. That's us. That's everyday people doing that. Um, this, as, as you said a minute ago, this applies to pretty much everything. Like that logic applies to any situation in life. Things decay over time unless they're maintained. And we've allowed our society to decay rapidly over the past 40 years in a way that, again, you're not going to vote your way out of this, but that doesn't mean it's hopeless. Like you start doing the right things now, the little things, challenging yourself to do the little things. And then once you feel like you're comfortable with that, start challenging other people to do the right things as well. And once they're comfortable with that, encourage them to start challenging other people. And that psychology is contagious. All psychology is contagious. Yeah. That's what I think the, the solution to this is. I don't think there is any other solution. No, and it's, it, man, it's hard, though. People are stubborn. I'm stubborn. I was stubborn. I'm, I'm more open-minded than I used to be, and I'm trying to be more open-minded every day. Like, I don't it's, – it's hard to watch. Man, hate is a powerful thing. Negativity and hate is just powerful. It's toxic, and it spreads like wildfire. But I think happiness and kindness does too. You know, just, again, I keep using these cliche, good will always, always overpower evil. Just how do we get the, how, how do you push that good to overpower evil right now? It's just, man, it's crazy. You know, and that's the other one. The world's a crazy place right now. I guess it's just hard, man. What's the next step? Who Who's this person? Who are these people that are going to, get a megaphone. I know you're one of them. You're trying super hard, but you know, getting that megaphone, that voice out there to get people to just chill the fuck out mm. and, and look at other human beings without going, okay, that person's black and they're gay or that person's white and they're Christian and they're straight. Like we keep labeling each other and we're labeling everything. And we've, we've forgotten that people are so diverse and people are great. And I used to be one of those people, you know, man, I used to, people suck. I hate to be around people, man. I'm changing my tune. I like being around people. And, but, but what's, what's the, what's the answer? You know, that's the hard part. And well, I think, it's this, is part, it's, I think it's this is part of it. I think yeah. having conversations like this and getting out to a wider audience where people hear stuff like this and that becomes repetitive versus, you know, people shitting on a sidewalk in San Francisco and drug addicts, you know, and homeless and crime, you know, if you keep hearing that stuff, I'm not saying brush it away and don't deal with it, but man, the, the, the good stuff needs to be out there as well. Yeah, I agree with that hundred percent. And it's, uh, you know, that's our goal here. Our goal here is to, uh, to be a library, to be a YouTube instructional video on how to be a good citizen and how to spread the word to get other people to do it as well. Because I, I genuinely believe that that's the only solution to any of these problems. And the next step after that, once there's a critical mass reached of people who are focusing on being good citizens again, the, the next step will be how do we train our kids to take it as seriously when they're comfortable? You know what I mean? I think that's going to be the next step, but we'll get to that when we get there. Um, 
thanks for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Do you have anything else yeah, man. you want to you wanna say before we get out of here? No, I, it's a great, it's a, man, you could talk about this for hours and I, I would love to circle back around and, you know, whenever and just see how things are going. It's just, man, I, I keep saying, I think there's a lot of good people in the world and specifically in this country, hundreds of millions of people that are just quietly going about and being good citizens. I think we need to, those people need to be pushed into the limelight a little bit that, we are in this together. And I know that's so, again, I don't know if cliche is the right word, but I, you know, I think, man, there's a lot of good people in this world. There's a lot. I see them every day in my travels and I'm just blown away when I go home at night and sit down and think about the people that I interact with throughout the day. There is a lot more good, happy, kind people in this country than there is the alternative. The question is now, how do we make that voice louder and you know, we've just talked about it for 10 minutes and you're, you're doing it by doing this. Um, and by the way, man, on a personal note, there's a few people like you in my life over the last, you talk about being a good citizen. You've made me a better citizen. You and I have been friends now for, I think four, maybe five years. Mm. We just don't, there's no drama involved. It's always pot. Hey man, I got a question about this for business. Hey, I got a question about this you know, just this positive interaction. And I just want to thank you for what you're doing. I know you, you have your, your personality is, is hard to read, but I honestly, man, you're genuinely one of the nicest, most decent, honest people that I've ever met in my life. And thanks for what you're doing, man. I will come on your show any fucking time you want. You are in the veteran community and in my personal life and everybody I've met in the last, you know, 20 years, one of my favorite fucking people because you're just an honest, decent person. And I, I, I'm telling you, Dan, like what you're doing does make a difference. The amount of people that come in my coffee shop every fucking day and talk about you and drinking bros and your, your American party and all the stuff you're doing, man, talk about being a good citizen. I think you're doing it. Even though you act tough and, and you're a piece of shit sometimes, what you're doing makes a difference, man. And it's made a huge difference personally in my life. You're in a list of people I could probably hold up on one hand over the last five years that literally wants nothing from me other than for me to be happy and to be successful. That right there to me is, is being a good citizen, not just to me, but you do it with a hundred other fucking people. And I thank you for it, man. Anytime yeah. you ever need anything, or I'd love to come back on or be more of a part of this as you go forward. I'll, anytime you want me on, thanks for what you're doing, man. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for, uh, thanks for the kind words. Thanks for coming today. And Absolutely, thanks. Bro. Thanks to all you guys for listening. This has been Citizen. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.